Today's episode of Basketball Buds is brought to you by Game Time. All right, folks, time for a little pop quiz. Do you think Pelicans tickets are cheaper three weeks or three hours before the game? You can find the answer with Game Time, the ticket buying app that proves patience is more than just a virtue. It can save you some serious cash. Oh, my God! Game Time is the leader in last-minute tickets. Pick your deal, see the view from where you're sitting, and buy in two taps. That's tap, tap. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. So download Game Time in the App Store or Google Play. Work that clock to your advantage and score last-minute tickets. God damn! Nobody can take me down in a Papa John's pizza eating contest. No one. Welcome to the Back to Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. Rise and shine. It's time to get up, get your day going. Kristen. Hi. How you doing? It's Jade Hoy. Hey. I'm great. I got uh, Zach Harper on the line. What's up, buddy? I just realized as I opened my mouth to talk, I haven't spoken words today to a human. I didn't just wake up, but it sounds like I just woke up. So now I'm doing these practice words to not sound like I just woke up. Ooh, what are are our practice words? (laughs) Just where you talk out loud about nonsensical things. Al now brown cow. I was about to say that one. (laughs) Yes, unique New York. Anyway, thanks for even thinking of me to do this. Of course. You're the best. I know. I, yes, correct. <laughs> correct. You are very lucky. Dave Dufour, are you here? I am. Hey, Chris. Oh, hi, Dave. How are you? I'm good. Good. And do you know Big Was, Wasney Lambray, Kristen? Hi, how's it going? I'm good. I don't think we've ever met. but No, yes, I don't nice think we have. Make your acquaintance. Uh, nice to make yours as well. Hopefully Kristen does some Clippers games. Waz has now attached himself to Clippers games and uh, <laughs> oh, makes nice. the I rounds around in, the court. And, I have one in like two days. And he does style rankings for us now. So he's like very nice. how everyone's looking and everything. It's very, uh, <laughs> very superficial, yeah. I heard yeah, Waz is going to just go on the Rudy Gay beat. So. <laughs> yeah right yeah is he just he's just sucking up to Rudy Gay if, if, Rudy was, if Rudy were perhaps in LA Miami or New York I would consider it but <laughs> San Antonio in on the dock yeah not know. gonna be where you make the move come on Waz <laughs> you and I can hang on the river walk <laughs> yeah. I love it there everybody's always hating on San Antonio I love the river walk and that whole you area love the river walk yeah, yeah I love it the, only have you been, been there... to the Pearl Kristen to where? The Pearl. Um, like, I don't uh, see. There's oh, you a, mean like in Destin? No, no, no. It's in San oh, okay. Antonio. It, it used oh, to be oh, a brewery, no. and now it's like this whole little. Welcome area. to the Back to Back Podcast. Back to the regular, like, Wait, is it? Do you like? Yeah. This is the Basketball Buzz. Do you like go down an elevator? Maybe? You can't. I've been, I've been somewhere. I've been somewhere nice with okay. Smitty before, but I don't remember. It was called the Pearl, so that's not helpful to you. No, it's okay. All right, this became useless. It's okay, we'll just use it as the words you're practicing. I, I was about to say, these were more of my practice words. Do you do an elevator? Yeah, like from the parking garage. All right. Um. <laughs> I'm proud to be an American. We fucking suck right now.
What an intro that was, Zach. Oh, Incomparable. Comparable. There is no comparison to you, Kristen. I'm glad you defined it for I me. Think I think that's what that confused. Well, I, I yeah. said it out loud because I wasn't sure if I used it correctly. <laughs> Lock it in! There's like someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear yeah. it? Congratulate them on the second. This is the basketball bus. You know what you're missing for? You're not educated about With something. Zach Harper. Oh man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, so we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. <laughs> Big Waz. South Pole rise again. I'll tell oh, you that. Christian, beautiful words about pop. Best advertisement for the CIA that I've ever heard in my life. I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. Over the last nine years, they've been so bummed. One of the years they tried to tank, they accidentally won 48 games. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. He may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Hoy. Everyone does them too well when they don't. Yeah, yes. A lot of women have pictures in the dating apps with Jeff Goldblum. It's enough of a thing that Jeff Goldblum has. There was a public market. Right, if they get caught, they get thrown in jail. Oh, this was a mecca of basketball. Are you making call for Fred Katz? Because Katz has been killing it. I don't know if he's that good. No, this is a journey. Everybody knows if you go back in time, don't do anything. The ramifications can be quite severe. Here's a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new day. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted. Every hill and mountain shall be made low, the rough places will be made plain, and the crooked places will be made straight. Joe. Interesting. I'm drinking sparkling water from Monrovia, California. Monrovia? Monrovia is a trek. It's right next to Romania. It's not right next to anything. Is it a real place? It is a real place. The home of my favorite grocery store at the moment. What's that? Trader Joe's. They have them everywhere. Not just in Monrovia. <laughs> <laughs> no GMOs at Trader no Joe's. No right? I gotta, I gotta say, I think there's plenty of GMO everywhere. Do you live near Monrovia? No, nobody lives near Monrovia. <laughs> like a thousand miles away. Yet somehow closer to LA than Palmdale, which is where uh, Paul George is from. We keep saying Paul George is from LA. <laughs> They just say Alonzo was from L.A. and he's from Chino Hills. Yeah, Chino Hills is farther than Monrovia is. <laughs> is Chino Hills Chino or is that a different place? That's a good question. All right, Zach, uh, whenever you are ready. Welcome. Wait, there's a lot of noise in the background. <laughs> Who's that? Me. I, that was my coffee maker. It's stopping right now. What a difficult guest we have. Welcome to the Basketball Buds edition of the Back-to-Back Podcast. <laughs> Uh, the Count the Dings Network is also part of the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper, joined by Dave DeFour, Wazdi Lambre. Uh, we got Mike Smeltz in the background somewhere. We got Jade Hoy in the background somewhere. And our special guest today, the incomparable Kristen Ledlow of TNT Sports of the Ledlow and Parker Podcast, which you can find on like all like the Apple Podcasts and Stitcher and all that stuff. Right, Kristen? Yes, right. Wherever you get your podcast. And what an intro that was, Zach. Oh, Incomparable. Comparable. There is no comparison to you, Kristen. Uh, I'm glad you defined it for I me. Think I think that's what that confused. Well, I, I yeah. said it out loud because I wasn't sure if I actually said it correct, if I used it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Use a lot of words and then someone usually says, that's not how that's used. And I say, yeah. maybe, maybe to you. Oh. Zach, didn't they used to call Mike Tyson Incomparable? Uh, or am I making that up? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't kind know. Of a common, <laughs> kind, of, kind of a common word. 
you know, that's yeah. thrown around about people. Sure, yeah. So it's, someone probably has. I feel like it's probably misused <laughs> a lot like when someone someone says, like, oh, that guy's out indefinitely, and everyone right. freaks out, and it's just like, we just don't know what that means. Like, yeah. It's it's not a it, it's a could be a bad thing it could be a good thing I think incomparable is a good thing in this in this case Kristen I think so too and I, I mean if you want to compare me to Mike Tyson if that's the direction we're taking this I, I, you're a champion yeah yeah you're a champion he's a champion you you're both in the Hangover movie series right uh, <laughs> you're somewhere in the background I'm sure right I I think just be careful was, about was, accepting was, fights in Japan. <laughs> Right. Wait, was I in that? I don't know. I thought I thought you were. Could have been you. Could have been I don't know somebody. I don't, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's all right. We're just using these as words to to warm up for the podcast. None of this is gonna. Jade, cut all that. Cut all that stuff. It's a cut. Yeah. Cut. Absolutely. Sure. It's, yeah. Uh, Chris, by the way, that's all staying in because Jade doesn't actually ever cut anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> tell me about the podcast. You got you you two re- you know really came out swinging because you had Kobe Bryant on. To start yeah, out, we I know, which we saw as like a pro and a con from the jump. It's like, wow, you you know, you come out strong with one of the biggest names to ever play the game of basketball. You're not going to top this. And then we realize as we're kind of discussing week two, like, you know, we're we're like actually not going to top this. So we had to follow up the only way we knew how. And I don't know at what point this podcast that we're talking on right now is going to drop. Do you have about an ETA for me? Uh, probably like four hours from now, right? From when we're recording it. So like okay. yeah, Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Okay. Well, then I feel like it's safe to let the people know that it's Charles Barkley for our second wow. episode. Wow. Well, because yeah, how else do you follow Kobe Bryant? It's like every single possibility they were throwing at us was like, eh, well... Uh, maybe and then we thought charles yes exactly he's the perfect follow-up and even from his opening statement about kobe bryant we knew he was the perfect follow-up gee okay so then after that like i assume the week after is michael jordan and then you guys will do like a seance to get wilt chamberlain on the pod like how do you i don't know how you follow that up (laughs) yeah see well no that's the problem also because now we think oh okay so kobe bryant and Charles Barkley. Now there's actually no way to follow it up. So episode three is going to be a real disappointment. It's an interesting <laughs> strategy to uh, to build in like an expiration date on your podcast because so, you can't book any more guests. I, I like the idea there. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's just become yeah. a short podcast series, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's a limited run series. Now we decided we're done. Yeah, we did it. I hear uh, Obama's unemployed now. You might want to <laughs> look into his. <laughs> Yeah, may have some free time. Schedule. Oprah. We were thinking about <laughs> Oprah, maybe Ellen also for week three. I don't know if I don't know if Oprah is big enough for you at this point. Like I think yeah. I think that you don't want to you don't want to undersell the the potential podcast guests. Right, um, you're so right. We really don't want to lock ourselves in. We don't want to box ourselves in at this point. So what what was the kind of the the beginning point where where you two decided like, hey, we should we should do this podcast the other way. We should tell the stories and have everyone tell stories. Cause it, it's not, it's not so much, at least from the Kobe Bryant one, it wasn't what I like about it. It wasn't a, it wasn't an interview. It was like, it was a conversation, yeah, which I, which I know, really enjoy, which you don't really get that. Yeah, totally. Well, when Candace and I were talking about this project, initially it was brought to us by the network. Um, and, and they kind of asked us if we were to do a project, what would we want it to be about? 
And as Candace and I talked on the phone, I mean, for days before we had the conference call with everybody where we actually pitched the idea, we thought, okay, how many of these conversations are we having just sitting in the makeup chair? Because as you know, both men and women get makeup in our business. Yeah. Uh, you know, how many of these conversations are we having sitting in these chairs as guys are getting haircuts, we're getting makeup put on, we're sitting in these production meetings where half the time, and I'm not exaggerating, those production meetings are equally as entertaining as whatever goes to air. So we thought, we're having these conversations already. Why not provide a platform to have them with microphones on and lights up and, and, and you know, a, a phone number that these guys can call and, and, and keep the good times rolling? So as we started talking about what we could possibly do, we thought that. That's it. We're, we're not going to, to, to ask anybody that we don't already know. You know, we're going to have conversations with people we're already having conversations with. We're going to essentially just open up the microphones and start recording on conversations with friends. And thus far, that's what it's been. And those, I mean, given that the, the friends are, are, you know, people that other people want to listen to talk. I'm, I'm yeah, aware that, of that, that as that's well. That's such a, that's yeah, such well, a yeah. nice little flex there. Like, <laughs> you know, just a, our yeah. friends call me Brian Charles Barkley, you know, just those. <laughs> no, those I'm, yeah. You know, Shaquille O'Neal oh, probably yeah, pop in. Yeah, not a big deal. He'll oh, pop in when we just, have donuts. Yeah. Just lost some subscribers. Everyone hates me now. But that's what we decided we wanted this project to be, just conversations beyond basketball, because so much of the time that we spend off the air is not spent talking about basketball. It's not spent talking about the latest in NBA or WNBA news. It's it's spent talking about life and family and, and ideas for projects we have beyond the game. And, and so we wanted to provide a platform to be able to do that. And given we've only recorded two of these, but I feel it's going well so far. We should get John Krasinski and Fred Katz to talk about their dogs and their just like, just things that are happening in life. Cause those right. are our friends, Kristen. Yeah. yeah, those are our friends, <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, sadly, like we got our friends together for a podcast and it was, it, it was this and we were like, this shit, we gotta get Kristen on because this yeah. is not gonna cut it. <laughs> oh man. Don't worry, I'm gonna call Chuck. Hate me more. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call Chuck. Gonna call Chuck. Unfortunately, it's just uh, it's a mechanic Chuck named Chuck that he knows. Yeah. It's not a yeah. It's not Chuck. Love you, John Parker. and Fred. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk. Let's hey guys, let's talk some hoops. How about that? Is this a basketball podcast? Let's talk. <laughs> let's talk some hoops. Uh, I'm very confused by by one of the teams so far, Kristen. The Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are supposed to suck. They're supposed to be bad. They're supposed to get in their own way the whole time. And they're like <laughs> five and two now. They just beat the Sixers. They've had a bunch of quality wins. Their losses are just one point losses so far. Um, have you also been confused by the Suns? Or you're smart. You probably saw this coming. No, I. You know what? I right now would actually be the moment that I could win some people back and say, yes, of course I saw this coming. <laughs> I I did my homework in the off season, recognized that the pieces they put together. No, I didn't see it coming. Did anybody see it coming? I think though also. Well, first of all, it's early. Like you said, I mean, we're a week and a half into the season, maybe two weeks at this point. It's all starting to run together. Sure. But we have to determine at what point are they that good or are they simply catching good teams off guard? Because we see that happen from time to time as well. I, yeah. I think I think that right now uh, we can say that they're at least not bad anymore. Well, 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 all right. Hold on, Dave, because I think you brought up this point either this morning or last night on Twitter of of remember the victory lap that the Grizzlies took 
like a like year ago, two years ago, where they yeah. went like five and one to start the season. I know I, I had said some things of like, yo, this bench sucks. They're going to be terrible this year. And then the bench was really good in the first two weeks. And then yeah. they ended up losing 60 games, right? Like, I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't know that the Suns are going to do this. The They're going to end rating. up that bad, but who knows? So to me, the, the 8.1 net rating that they have right now, which is fourth in the league, I, I look at that and I say, okay, that's not fake. I mean, they've played some good teams. Uh, they've gotten some good wins. I mean, I think beating the Sixers last night, I didn't expect that. Uh, but it's not like they're just pulling them out by the skin of their teeth. They're actually playing good basketball. It's what I thought the Sacramento Kings could be coming out of right. the gate. I thought that they would be the young and exciting and improved team in the Western Conference. But realistically, I, th- I mean, do we establish a ceiling for this Suns team this early? Because even in what I thought would be a very improved Sacramento team, the ceiling is is not high as long as you're competing in the Western Conference, right? Right. The ceiling is the roof, guys. (laughs) I mean, I think the ceiling for them would be, you know, everything breaks right and they're like the seven or eight seed. But that's everything going right. I mean, it's just it is so deep and competitive. But, you know, you brought up the Kings. Here's an example of where coaching actually matters. I think the Kings downgraded in coach and I think the Suns upgraded big time. And, you know, honestly, guys. I think everybody on this call anticipated that they would be in the Knicks zone, Memphis, Chicago. Well, some people thought Chicago would be good. I didn't. I thought they were going to be okay. Charlotte. uh, They're not in that zone, which I anticipated that they would be. So to me, just them being a notch above that team. And like I told Zach last night, they're that proverbial. They're not an easy out, right? Like they're going to make you sweat for it every single night because they're playing hard. They're well coached. And they do have at least a couple of skill guys now. Um, you know, you got to look at it as a win for Phoenix because they've just been so putrid lately. But let me also add, it's the Suns, right? Like they fight like over the last nine years, they've been so bumbling. The like one of the years they tried to tank, they accidentally won forty eight games. <laughs> right. just right. Like that well, was the year they were the- trying to tank for like Embiid and Wiggins and Parker, and they not not the Parker you know, Chris, the other the other Parker, Jabari Parker. Mm-hmm. Although they could they could have Although easily used Candace easily, on that team. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> she could easily have started for that team. Oh my god. Don't absolutely. you dare. Absolutely. <laughs> she would have this been is- the leading scorer <laughs> on that team. But but it but like they were trying to tank and then all of a sudden they accidentally won a bunch of games. Like, well, I guess we'll go for the playoffs now. And then they barely missed that because the West was unfair that year. Like I still and I don't know like I don't know if that's a me thing or the Suns thing, Dave, but like I'm trying to figure out like, at what point are the Suns no longer the Suns? I mean, we did this with the Kings right. last year. Of course, yeah. Well, none of us trust bad teams ever, right? Like, it, it, you, we have to see it first. I mean, as, same as the Kings, right, last year. We had to see it all year. And then I still didn't trust them coming into this season because, you know, they made some bad decisions, I think, over the summer. With the Suns, this is the, like, most competent players they've had on the roster since that season that they tried to tank and accidentally won a bunch of games. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have an NBA team. And they have a, a coach that knows what he's doing. You know, like, not that Igor won't one day be a good coach, but he was a new coach. And Monty Williams is a culture changer. And he, he clearly has these guys competing hard. You know about the Ricky Rubio bump. Everyone oh, plays better oh. with Rubio. He's he's good. Yeah. Kristen, is Ricky really Rubio good. is good. Well, they I, have, I've been, I've been good hammering roster. this. Yeah, I've been hammering this forever. And, Kristen, you know, like, uh, you need a good point guard. You need someone who's going to give you the ball in order to allow you to do the things you do. And Ricky Rubio is just a stabilizing force. 
Without a doubt. And he's done it for, I mean, the better part of, well, more than a decade now at the yeah. highest level professionally, you know, since he was all of a, a wee young one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without a doubt, he provides that for that team. But I think the point that you all just made in Monty Williams edition is absolutely not one that can be overestimated. Is, is that the right word there? Yeah. I mean, he is, as you said, a culture changer. He is not only a coach, but a man that time and time again, where his players have gone through different seasons of life, not seasons of basketball that were devastating in some way. And he showed up in a way he didn't have to, that I think the response around his own tragedy, uh, from those in and around the NBA speaks to the character and the quality of man that we're talking about here. He's the kind of guy that when he stands up and speaks, others listen and whatever it is that he's selling, I'm buying, I'm buying in. And I, like I said, I, I don't think that it can be overestimated how valuable Monty Williams at the helm can be. Yeah, he's been killing it um, this year. And I think the time off, you know, time spent doing assistant coaching stuff, I, I actually think coaches can improve. Like, a lot of people don't talk yeah. about coaches' improvement the way they talk about player improvement. And I think, you know, just the time spent, the way helped them improve. What I'd like to see him improve upon, though, Zach, the suit game, man. I can't with the Steve <laughs> Harvey suits, man. I, you know, Look, like if no, somebody who's on TV, he comes from a different, TV, comes from a different time, day, okay? No, 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 no. Look, different we got Kristen era. Ledlow on the show. She goes on TV every day, sharp. She looking <laughs> right. She knows what she's doing. She putting pieces together. She knows what time it is. Cause, come on, baby, millions of eyes are on you every day. You gotta do put something together. Monty Williams. Oh, Lord, man. It's like right, but, kings no, of but comedy the, suits, man. The, the most important element of fashion is comfort, in my humble opinion. Anything that I'm wearing, I promise I'm comfortable in. And if I'm not comfortable, <laughs> yeah. then it reads on my face. Anytime that you've watched anything I've done and thought, huh, wonder what's going on with her. I guarantee it was a dress that was too tight or heels that were too high or something that I didn't want to be in. If Monty's comfortable, let him do him, man. Yeah, I mean, you swimming I, I, in suits I, like that, how could you not be comfortable? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> this is, I feel, Kristen, she's 100% right about comfort being, you know, of paramount importance. But there's such thing as too comfortable, man. I mean, See, this, no, 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 no. See, this is, I've seen pop on this. I, I think that these coaches should be wearing, you know, sweatsuits. I mean, Nike is missing out on branding opportunities. We could have some really nice coach gear going on, and these guys yes. should be comfortable. I, no, when he said that, I thought, oh, this is going to be awesome because it takes Greg Popovich saying something first. Right. Then perhaps the league will fall in line. <laughs> then we'll perhaps redefine what sidelines at an NBA game should look like. Are you getting where I'm going? And oh, then I right. can be oh, yeah. in a sweatsuit. There you and go. then I can do my job comfortably as well. I am it's a all gym. for it. Plus, we've, all, we've all seen, yeah, we've all seen Kristen, you know, introducing the new LeBrons and the, you know, all these things. She gets, she gets invited to these cool events to host and everything yeah. like this is another chance for you to kind of get in on some more invites get some more swag yeah. some more free gear you start you know accidentally giving the wrong size like, like oh i thought i i didn't oh, wow, remember I telling you a size 12 but i guess i'll send it to my friend zach like yeah that's fine i think so i like where this is going listen just imagine <laughs> the power rankings for from was the first time pop walks out in a pair of 11s Exactly. Yeah, he's you know? shooting up to number yeah. one immediately. Uh -huh. And by the way, um, 
<laughs> so that that was my first when when Pop said that thing about sweatsuits. That was my first um, Pop like little press scrum, right? Uh, and he was just in a great mood for for whatever reason, answering everybody's questions all candidly. Um, somebody did the talk about, and he didn't completely excoriate the dude. And I was like, <laughs> I turned to Yovan, and I was like, Yovan, is that usually how Pablo no. is? Like, hell no. No, that's no. never how it goes. He no gave them way. like 15, 20 minutes. He was super engaging and loved it. Then, of course, inevitably, they lost the game to the Clippers, and he yeah. just started popping people at the end well, of the game. Kristen, have <laughs> you you've been popped, right? Yes. What's your favorite pop? My favorite pop? Do you have one that stands out? Yeah. Okay. So my personal favorite pop, and this is where I continue on my tear of losing fans and admirers. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My personal favorite pop is off the air and away from the game pop. Um, uh, A couple of seasons ago, for the first time, I went with, so uh, Coach Fratello was was on our call on TNT, and after the game, I went with him uh, to dinner to meet. uh, It was a Spurs-Warriors game, and it was Steve Kerr and Greg Popovich, and I don't think that I've ever been as silent as I had to have been that night as I just sat there listening to these men talk about not just basketball, but life and culture. And and it was, it was unbelievable to me. And I thought, man, if people could just get a glimpse of this pop, which I think in the last couple of years, he has given us a glimpse of, um, then I think the narrative surrounding his persona would change entirely. But that's my favorite pop is off the air, away from the game. Well, pop. yeah, I've heard I've heard Kristen that like pop is like huge into vintage books. Like, yeah. like he like he loves like he loves Leather going into a, books. Yeah, like yeah, like he's he's the Ron Burgundy of coaching. Like he just loves going into like a vintage bookstore and just going nuts. Like yes, just that- looking at everything. Yeah, like, but across the globe, and the same goes for wine as well. That's a conversation he and I have had about just wine from around the world. And I, I mean, to be so unbelievably cultured, to be, I mean, it, it just a, a man that you can learn so much from just because he has so much life experience. And that, again, when I see shades of that through these media scrums, I get excited because I, I would like people to see more of that. That's who we're getting on episode three for the podcast. Right? Oh, like, yeah. That's now that's the I move. Just talked, yeah. yeah, I just talked myself into it. Yeah, I you speak it into, it. yeah, no, you just speak it into existence. By the way, yeah. Jade, um, I think Kristen's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA that I've ever heard in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> Cue the music. The government well, need to cut you a check, Kristen. I'm, I'm, curious, I'm curious, like, when when it's a when it's a blowout victory or you know a, a, or I guess a blowout defeat in when you're doing the quarter you know the between quarter interviews, mm-hmm. how do you prepare for? Like I would imagine it's easier when it's a close game versus when when it's not a close game, especially if it's like third quarter and they've really been getting their teeth kicked in, right? Like how yeah. do, how do you approach that interview? So I I think across the board everyone's at least. Uh, somewhat aware that there is a 20 point rule on those coaches interviews. So if anyone is winning or losing by more than 20 points, then that coach's interview with me is canceled. Um, the worst is when a coach is losing by 18 or 19 and (laughs) 
I still have to do the interview, even though he knew just a point or two more could have avoided me entirely. You think uh, you think he's ever trying to like you know, if they're down nineteen, it's like six seconds left in the in the third quarter. And all of a sudden he's like, hey, foul, foul, get him in the ball. You know, we're in the bonus. Get it, let's get the get him on the free throw line. Tanking yeah, out of the not, interview. Yeah, you're yeah. not about to have me embarrass us on TV during this timeout. You know, I. But to me, it's all about the relationships with each individual coach, which I was not aware of this side of six or seven years ago when I started doing these kinds of things. I, you know, I would kind of prepare questions the same way across the board. You know, I'll give them some sort of statistical context, ask a question regarding both ends of the floor and regarding changes moving forward. Um, and now it's, it's far more about each individual coach, like a guy like Mike D'Antoni, he can be down 19 and one point away from avoiding a conversation with me altogether, or he can be up 19 or it can be a tie game, or they could have been up 30 at one point and Now they're down nine and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt that he's going to be kind and calm and collected when he comes over to talk to me. And he's going to say hello or, or that he likes my blazer or that whatever it's going to be. And so I know that I have that going in when I'm interviewing someone like Mike. Then you interview somebody like Pop, who whether he's up 19 or down nine or was up 30 and is now tied heading into the fourth quarter he doesn't want to do those fourth quarter interviews he just doesn't and so no matter what you have to plan for each of those coaches interviews based on not just the relationship that you have but whether or not the coach is even buying in to that being a part of the broadcast you know so with pop they're just they, they have to be a lot more simple and, and sometimes you're going to get an okay answer and sometimes you're not but simply looking ahead to changes you want to see in the fourth quarter is about the depth in which he's going to go whereas <laughs> somebody like Mike D'Antoni somebody like Brad Stevens somebody like uh Mike Budenholzer those are all guys who just regularly are going to dive a little bit deeper somebody like Alvin Gentry who you just can't get that guy upset no matter what you say or what you ask he's going to give you some sort of quality and valuable answer. Um, so really, to me, it's become less about preparing for the moment and more about preparing for the person. Yeah, with, with Alvin Gentry, you know, because sometimes these interviews run a little bit long, right? And they'll just put him in the in the lower box uh, right. as yeah. the quarter's yeah. starting. Um, I feel like you could get to like 9.30, 9.15 left in the fourth quarter with Alvin Gentry. He's, he never stops talking. Yeah. <laughs> Alvin, Alvin's always wanted to talk. I know he's the best. He is he is one of my favorite not just coaches but people to be around in or around the NBA. Kristen, I want to ask you something related to, you know, what people think are out of bounds or inbounds. I happen to be a self-loathing Jets fan and um, <laughs> I watched this Adam Gase press conference yesterday with a reporter. I'm not sure who this reporter was. Straight up asked him if he deserved to be fired for losing to the tanking right. Dolphins. <laughs> And what? he just basically stormed yeah. off. Yeah. Um, what, like, what's your what's your stance on those type of those type of, you know, intentionally antagonistic type of questions? <laughs> it's not my job. Um, my job isn't to be intentionally antagonistic. It's not to try and upset one of these players or coaches to try and get a reaction to improve upon ratings or perhaps give a headline. Um, so. You know, to give an opinion on it one way or the other, I would want to be out of bounds myself. It's just not the direction that I that I take my work. 
Yeah, plus, who wants to actually fight if the guy wants to fight? You know what I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, Adam Gates was, like, pissed. He I was, don't know. You're telling you're telling I, me that no one would want to watch me and Alvin Gentry go at it in the ring? Oh, you can take him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, Alvin, I think, is old. Although he can still dunk, so maybe. I don't uh, know. Yeah? Hit, yeah, you can hit him with a two-piece, and he'd be he done. He'd be spry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, it's funny to me that somebody would ask someone that question. It, it, I don't know. It just seems it's like such a, common, it's such a, it's common stereotypical New York media question, though, right? It was like he was like trying to play into the stereotype. Yeah. Well, but to me, also, it's it's about the culture we've created that requires an immediate response that rewards, right. uh, you know, the the not necessarily the best work, but the fastest work or or right. the work that causes or creates the most commotion. Right. And so I think that because, you know, players have have used that to their advantage. Sometimes coaches have used that to their advantage. There are media members who look to do the same, who look to make a, right. a, a fast name by doing cheap and easy work uh, simply by creating a commotion. And, and no, it's not the direction I want to take my work. And yes, it's very easy to spot those who do. Jade, but, you this, know, is where, this, is, this is where you drop in the uh, that that reporter who asked LeBron about the Rasmataz. Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> get, that, get that guy out of here. I'm, what way, are you doing? Hold get on. him out. If I can, LeBron going along with it. It was the best. Great. Oh, yeah. Right. LeBron's no, here's, the best. Here's, and here's one of my issues. You know, I mean, Pop is famous for this, but there are plenty of players that do this too. Like we're all in business together, right? When when we ask generally benign questions we just want a generally benign answer i like i know that pop is not going to talk to me about his rotations or his strategy or any of that stuff so i don't bother to ask but just answer the easy ones that's it it's hold not on, hard hold on dave so you're not on board with Kawhi coming out an hour and a half after the game just because oh, he was clipping his toenails Are i you, mean <laughs> like you cool with that Listen, I, you got to take care <laughs> to of To not feet. say a damn thing, by the way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just, reporters win an hour and a half just so he could not say anything. It's good, <laughs> it's good for business, right? Like, I, I just, for me, in the NBA is, in particular, it feels like the media is pretty respectful of players and coaches. You're not going to have some guy asking Greg Popovich if he thinks he should be fired because they don't shoot enough threes, right? And this is not going to happen. <laughs> and so, like, this is one of my one of my big pet peeves about about coaches like Pop who don't want to answer questions, period. Just stop showing up. Can we? Maybe we do that. Well, not well, between quarters. Right. But right. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then that sets a, a dangerous precedent because if he is one of the most powerful figures in or around the game, can do that and uh, can stop showing up when we as TV networks have paid billions and billions of dollars to, to put on this broadcast that needs to be well-informed at the very least and entertaining at the very best, you know, that's, you start to, to go down a pretty slippery slope. If you say, well, if you don't want to answer questions, just don't show up. Whereas to me, it makes the job better. And well, for me, significantly better (laughs) and a lot more fun when, when these guys just kind of get where I'm going. There are some guys that I know in a walk-off interview, um, Kyle Lowry comes to mind as a specific example, just because I had their ring night last week where no matter what I ask him, even I don't even have to formulate an entire question. I can simply make a statement. He can pick up on the conversation and understands entirely what it is that I'm trying to accomplish by asking 
asking him questions and that we're trying to accomplish as a TV broadcast. So to me, it makes it a lot easier if we understand that, yes, there's there's a basketball game being played. But like you said, we're all in business together, which is right. to bring to millions and millions and millions of people around the globe this basketball broadcast. And I think those who understand what it is and, and the way that it can be advantageous to them, yeah. um, you know, we've watched them become some of the superstars of the game. If you look across the board, there are several players we have deemed superstars who have not accomplished much at the highest level when it comes to winning at the game of basketball, but we're letting them sell us pizza and, and, and clothing and whatever else fill in the blank. I don't know why pizza was the first thing that came to my mind oh, on yeah, this no. Tuesday morning no, but you know, you, you know why Kristen we, you know why we, no, but we've deemed them superstars solely because they understand what it is we're trying to accomplish as we're putting on this show by the way we, speaking of pizza uh we I know LeBron has blaze D Wade is associated with 800 degrees way better oh, it is way better it, so but is better. it in Staples Center no, no it it's not. not a stable center. Unfortunately, they would sell stable centers out if they did, man. Kristen, before we let you go, um, I know that you've you've challenged Shaq to shooting contests in the past. Is there any <laughs> is there any plan to challenge Candace Parker? To oh, like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, first you, and can, you can hoop. You can hoop, but Candace up- is Candace is really good, and she's still right. in shape. Shaq yeah. wasn't exactly in shape when you See, challenged. that's what, yeah. Well, first of all, when you brought up pizza, I thought you were going to bring up Shaq as the new Papa John, which oh, I am yeah. here for. Yeah. Um, second of all, yeah, so the shooting contests with Shaq, I felt that I had a very clear advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, not only from the free throw line, but then when we went to his house in Orlando and, and shot from three-point land, which, by the way, not many people know. That was the second take of that three-point contest. We did the first one, and it took me six or seven shots to hit the two we had to hit, and then he made me shoot one on that crazy high rim he has hanging from the rafters, and I did the whole thing, and then our crew stops and says, I'm so sorry, but there was an issue with the handheld camera. We need to do it again. It is as livid as I've ever been on a shoot for this job because I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I am not doing it. I will walk out. You will tell people I won. I'm done. I'm not doing this twice because if he wins the second time, he's not going to go on TV and tell people that I beat him the first time <laughs> that there was a camera issue. I'm not doing this. It took 10 or 11 minutes for them to even convince me to go out there and do it again. So I think that's why I look so intensely focused in the one that actually made air. And that one was not edited. I went two for three from behind the three-point line chucked up that one and that you know in the one hanging in the rafters and it went right through I think solely because I was as angry as I was it was an unedited yeah yeah. so I felt that I had an advantage over Shaq for a number of reasons I have no advantage over Candace Parker who is not only one of the greatest to ever play the game of basketball, but is still currently playing at the highest level. Absolutely not. I'm not challenging her to anything besides, well, coming back to pizza, I could beat her in that. But okay, other than so that, there is- Now no, here we go. Now here's video podcast for episode four. You get Shaq on to promote Papa John's or whatever. They sponsor the podcast, Pizza Eating Contest. Oh, there's no, nobody can take me down in a Papa John's Pizza Eating Contest. No one. Wow. I'm not exaggerating. Wow. I'm not exaggerating when I well, tell you that I eat Papa John's pizza two times a week at the minimum. I'm I, not lying. I'm not exaggerating. And I'm not just saying that so that Shaquille will come on and sponsor our podcast and give us some not. free pizza. Not, not at all. 
Well, I no, think we I, just I, found. I really do. I think we just found the next media game at Summer League. Yeah. I think that's what <laughs> it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way. Well, download and subscribe to the Ledlow and Parker podcast. Listen to Kobe. Listen to Charles Barkley now. And uh, I don't know. You might get like an alien from outer space for episode three to come down. Or a pizza eating contest. Absolutely. Kristen, thanks so much. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me. All right. Later, Kristen. Sweet. Thanks, guys. That was awesome. Thanks, Kristen. See ya. Bye. Smelts, how's it going? Uh, Good. Sorry. How are those nets? The the nets are actually... About as interesting as they can be for about as bad as they are because they are not playing well. Uh, but each game you get a great Kyrie performance and then you can like pick apart Spencer Dinwiddie and make fun of him because he's asking people to give him money for his bonds program and he's bad at basketball right now. So it's, it's can, pretty can fun. Can you do like, a, like a hundred dollar? Could you give him a hundred bucks maybe? Oh, no. You got to give <laughs> him like one. More my speed. <laughs> One, that's what I was wondering. I would love to do like small margin micro transactions on these NBA players. Which NBA player can you get the next drug uh, policy pop for? Uh, I don't know. At this no point. comment. Yeah, no comment. Oh, okay. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easily. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether. Excuses like I had a long day at work or sorry, honey, just not feeling it. But with Roman... It is easy to talk about with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. They'll work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, they ship it to you with free two-day shipping. It's straightforward. It's simple. It's discreet. The whole process couldn't be easier. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash back. And complete the online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Just go to GetRoman.com slash back to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash back for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash back. Modak. What's up? All right. There he is. How are we doing, folks? This GOAT discussion dies today. 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 It's over. All right, Zach. All set. I got a game for us, guys. We welcome yes. Mo Docu of uh, Bleach Report and the Athletic Podcasting. Um, I want to play Fraud or Foe. Fraud or Foe. Fraud. So fraud would mean, obviously, fraud. And foe would mean they're a worthy opponent in the, in the postseason or on their way to the postseason. Could play with anybody. Play with so I want to get some of these early okay. early <laughs> season. And obviously the Suns made me think of this because I I don't know at this point, Dave. I don't know if, yeah. the, if the Suns are quite fraud or foe because I want to buy in, but it's the Suns uniforms that just, I look at them and I think <laughs> they're, they're fraud. They're got to be frauds. They're always frauds. They're Devin Booker frauds looks for pretty good, though. Yeah, Devin Booker looks good. Aaron Baines is amazing. Kelly Oubre. Um... What a fantastic pickup last year, and they, you know, the money's the money's okay. Uh, who else they got in there? They got uh, Dario Sarge has been okay. Frank Kaminsky's been okay. Bridges has been good. Yeah, Bridges is good. I'm a big, big Bridges fan. Yeah. Oh man, you forgot oh. your boy Rubio. Well, I mean, I've been. We talked about Rubio earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rubio. Okay. I mean, I I'd never stop lauding Rubio. Like that. Obviously, he's the reason they're winning. Could play with anybody. That's why I was shocked you didn't bring him up first. Uh, oh no, we no. I've we've already talked about that. Uh, also. Big big game for eyelashes last night with Al Horford versus Ricky Rubio. Two two of the finest sets of eyelashes we've had <laughs> in this NBA. 
big game for eyelashes last night. But so we'll start off with the Suns. Was fraud or foe? For the purposes of the postseason, I, I'm fraud. But like yeah. getting to the post, like it can be all relative, right? Like in terms oh, of like will they get, like be will they be in the yeah nine, like some eight? of these will yeah some of these will be like <clears throat> oh can they do something in the postseason? Some of these will be can they get oh, oh yeah no oh so then I'm I think they're foe. They're foe. Could play yeah. with anybody. Let's get some blood and sweat and tears around here. Can we do that? Will you just relax and enjoy it all, okay? Absolutely. I think I think they can keep this up. Um, we might have overrated how many wins it's going to take to just sneak into the Western Conference playoffs. So I think they'll be in that mix, especially when you see what, you know, Golden State and Sacramento, or where they're headed this season. So I, I'd definitely give them foe. Dave, fraud or foe? Phoenix. Foe. Foe. They look real. Devin Booker looks like he took a leap. And, uh, you know, they, they, they're playing without DeAndre Ayton right now. That's greatness. Will that hurt them? I don't know if it's going to hurt him or help him. Because he's obviously, he's obviously very really good. good. I, yeah. I think he's really good, but he's also young. So you, like, right. you lose quite a bit in terms of just experience on the floor. He'll make some mistakes. He'll learn from them, hopefully. But I do wonder if that can, like, hurt their rhythm a little bit. Or maybe it injects them with I life. Wonder if, I wonder if he comes off the bench. Ooh. Right? Like, if they're rolling when he comes back. Yeah. Maybe he's the scoring punch off the bench, and and then maybe they actually have a little know, bit man. more balance. I don't know. Sean Miller didn't pay him all that money at Arizona, allegedly, for him to just come <laughs> off the bench in the NBA, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's the case. Uh, oh, Mo, fraud or foe for the Suns? Mo, you're muted. Unmute or mute? Rookie, rookie Unmute move. Unmute or mute? Rookie move. Oh, stop it. Half of you guys do it all the time. Don't get, rookie <laughs> get the hell out of here. You should have just said I was faking it. But oh, Okay, so uh, your mute button's fraud. fraud. But what about, uh, what about the Suns? Fraud but or the foe? Suns, the Suns are foe. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit to Monty Williams, who's done a great job. That's a guy you respect. Right away, sort of setting a culture and, and building it up. I had a lot of skepticism coming into it. But, I mean, they're going to be in there. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. I don't know if they make it, but they're definitely a foe. Ah. Uh, Man, I think I'm going faux, but the er, like, I'm always worried by a two-week victory lap by an entire like. It's not j- it's their media, it's their social media, it's their fans. It's too early for a victory lap, and that victory lap last night, man, it get like. When does that ever work out? Right? Wait, who did a victory lap last night? The Suns, their broadcast, oh, their fans, oh, the media oh. covering that. Like, it was a whole like, we've made it, guys. Fraud. Five and two. It it never works out when you when you're celebrating being five and two, seven games into the season. It's like you listen. You're playing with the karma gods, and they're going to come after you, and they're going to hit you with everything they got. Come like right after Thanksgiving. So you know, just 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 ride the wave, guys. Don't don't go nuts. I'm going to go foe, but I I'm worried about them being the Suns, and I'm worried about the victory lap. Um, All right, let's go with. The Los Angeles Lakers, 5-1, and one, dominant with an easy schedule so far, won five straight. Waz, your Lakers. That was a team. Fraud or foe? I, I, picked, them to, I picked them to go to the, to go to the finals. Um, obviously, they're an extremely flawed team, but their high-end capabilities, I like just as much as pretty much anybody. Even though we haven't seen the Clippers with Paul George, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um, and I think what's real about their defense is that you know, if there was a Golden State type foe out there that made guys like Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee and even Anthony Davis to a certain extent have to play in space in the pick and roll, like I'd be worried. But 
They can do that conservative drop defense, and it's going to work because their their big guys are big and can protect the paint. So I think the defense is real. Um, I think LeBron is learning where to pick his spots on this current iteration of the team. Um, they're learning how to get AD involved. Because if you notice, he hasn't been – like his shots from the field, you know, he's shooting a pretty bad percentage there. Um, I don't think he's getting to his – his bread and butter spots yet. But once they figure that stuff out, they're going to be better on offense. And I think the defense is real because nobody besides maybe Portland can make them pay from outside. Maybe uh, Denver, when Jamal Murray's actually doing something, can make them pay from outside on the pick and roll. So I think they're, they're going to be fine. Could play with anybody. Mo, unmute. Fraud or foe for the Lakers? I'm actually going to go fraud. I still don't trust... The Danny Greens, the A.V. Bradleys, these guys are starting out well. Sucks. You know, but at the end of the we've seen this from these guys so many times where they kind of just fall off a cliff. Without that core is average. Not so much uh, Green because he had a good year last year, but we saw him struggle in San Antonio at he times. Was a, he was a throw-in in the deal, though, for Kawhi, right? Like, he was a throw-in, like, two years ago because he wasn't any good anymore. Right. Like, and he's he, had a resurgence. Right, he's had a resurgence, and you know that might continue. He's shooting the piss out of the ball right now at forty-eight point five percent from three, but like, man, I just don't trust the rest of these guys in the whole supporting cast. I feel like it's going to be an ebb and flow thing. They have an easy schedule to start out, which is good because it allows them to build chemistry and things like that. But man, when these games get tougher, I mean, we're looking at guys like you know Alex Caruso, who's good, but it's like really like this is the guy that's going to be a. Uh, a key piece in a championship roster. Like, I just don't buy it. So I'm going fraud. Everyone needs a deli. Fraud. Dave, we're going fraud or foe with the Lakers? Uh, foe in that they're, I think they're in the mix. Fraud in that I don't think they have enough to win a title. Average. So I'm kind of couching this a little bit. Yeah, like, I, I think uh, we I'm all... Gonna need, now, I'm going to need you to take a side, Dave. Right, I know. That's I too know, much it's nuance. Tough. Like, we, <laughs> we all know LeBron and AD... And Danny Green are the three guys that they can count on. Who else? Who's next? Who's the next guy they they can count on once the playoffs come around? Sure Where are they going to get the point of attack defense? Do you trust Avery Bradley, who has been awful the last two seasons, to just be back to Boston? Avery Bradley sucks. I don't. Fraud. You trust AD? I do trust AD. I think. Trust I mean, it, you out, know, we trust him to be out there. Yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. Here's, and LeBron actually being locked in on defense this early in the season That's is the interesting. Yeah. Right. So, like, I think that LeBron having all summer to rest and to hear, uh-oh, he's on the down the downswing and, and all this stuff. I, I think oh, that – can we stop with that? <laughs> Not a single person outside of Kobe Laker fans were saying <laughs> LeBron was washed. And now all of a sudden it's every Lakers fan and every Lakers writer. He going, was – Oh, I thought uh, – I, th- I was told LeBron James is washed. Is this what wash looks like, you idiots? Fraud. When he came back from that groin injury, he was clearly hampered by it, right? Oh, like, yeah, he wasn't absolutely. healthy. And I think that for LeBron, a guy who's never really had any injuries – I think he probably sat and stewed about it a little bit this summer, and he wanted to come out and prove a point. Now, let's see if he can continue to defend like this, right? Like, how long until LeBron's just like, okay, now I just need to be ready for the playoffs? Like, yeah. is it Christmas? And then will they will they have, you know, high enough seating that they actually have, you know, home court advantage and all these things? I think those are going to be important for the Lakers. Um, but but I still think they have a move to make. They, they're going to need to upgrade – 
They need another guy on the wing or or but can point they? of attack guy. That's, this is, that's the issue, right? Yeah. They're handcuffed there a little bit, and, and so it may not be this season. Uh, I'm gonna go Fo. Could play with anybody. I think they're legit. I still think the Clippers are better, and I think the Clippers at their peak will be better. Uh, the size difference doesn't fully uh, bother me because the the Clippers can be so dominant on the perimeter in terms of just stopping the ball uh, when when they get everyone in there. But uh, I think this Lakers team is capable of winning the title. I think I, I'm going Fo. I think they're really good. Um, all right, let's go to the Miami Heat. Not just fraud or foe for you know in the mix, but fraud or foe. Can this team win the East? Not as no. presently constructed. No, no. Um, if they, they can, can be figure the out, seed. if they can figure out how to get their hands on a Chris Paul or on a, a Kyle Lowry, I'll like them a lot more. But as presently constructed, I don't think they got the talent to beat a Philadelphia. They. They're eminently guardable against a uh, against a Philadelphia team. Um, I don't even really like them against Milwaukee, who I don't like much at all as far as top end um, contenders and stuff. So, I, man, I'm going fraud. Fraud. So, going my biggest fraud. concern is just how much production they're getting out of two rookies, right? Like we all know rookies usually are bad, but yeah. when they're good, they, there's usually a bad turn coming, right? They're up and down at best. They're getting a ton. They're leaning on Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero a lot. And so I, I think that they're a piece away. I don't know if they're a point guard away. I think Justice Winslow and, and Drogic have been doing a pretty good job. I, I think that they could use another wing, but I don't know where they're going to find that wing. Right. Well, Deion Waiters is back. Yeah. That's a go. Yeah, oh, boy. It should be, it should oh, so be go ahead and start playing the parade. <laughs> uh, Mo, you, you know this from, from – from working in in this uh, you know video coordinating, cutting film, and everything. Once they get a scouting report on these rookies, things will change, right? Like, how long does that typically take within the NBA? I'm sure it depends on the rookie too. I mean, it it probably takes about a month to really get that full thing. Like, nobody knew who Kendrick Nunn was when he was on their opening roster. <laughs> like, you know, it, it took us a while to figure out who he was. So, right. you know, it's it's going to take a little bit of time. It's they'll they'll get adjusted to these guys when they see him again. But the other reason why they're frauds to me, they beat Memphis. Two of their wins have been against the Hawks. Uh, they beat a Rockets without, team. That, with that, a Hawks team without Trey Young for the majority of right. of one game and then the entirety of another, right? Right. Like, their only real good win is the Bucks in overtime. It's like, come on. Like, let's not go nuts no, here. No Jimmy Butler in that game. To be fair, right? No Jimmy Butler in that game. Yeah. Fair fair enough. But like, you know, you're you're beating up on bad teams as well you should. But like let's wait till they see real competition. I mean, they got they lost to the Wolves who started out well. We're not I'm not sure where they are in the faux or fraud thing yet either, but from, I think we know they're frauds. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. Uh, but I I just I don't buy them yet. They still have a ways to go to really prove it to me. They got they're beating up on teams that they should be beating. I want to see what they look like when they have the Lakers next weekend. You know, I want to see what, what – when they start playing real competition, now we'll know. I've got a replay of the Warriors-Blazers game from last night on, and I didn't notice this when I was watching the game last night, but there's a moment where Alec Burks uh, drove the lane. He gets fouled by Hassan Whiteside. He finishes the layup, and uh, right in the front row of the baseline there, E40 like stands up and points at Alec Burks and like – very happy at Alec Burks. I was like, this is where the Warriors are. E40 is celebrating oh, Alec Burks. Like, this is oh, where we no. are. And yet they won that game. So, you know, 
Whatever. Playing with uh, literally the the longest tenured warrior in that game last night was Damian Lee. Oh yeah, I, I put we we mentioned that uh, your tweet in the in the ding like th- that, that blew my mind when I saw that. I was like, you got he's on a two way. What do you mean? He's insane, insane. Uh, the right. funny part about Damian Lee, they can't even convert the two way because of the, their cap situation. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, no, it's just it's it is what it is for them. Same with uh, with Kai Bowman too. Um, all right, two more for these. Uh, Fraud or foe? I am very excited for Waz to talk about this one. The four and one Boston Celtics. Fraud or foe? Waz. <laughs> they're frauds. I mean, Fraud. <laughs> they're frauds. They're, they're, they're frauds. Um, I, look, they're good enough to win fifty games. Um, they're good enough on a night-to-night basis to be competitive with pretty much every team in the league. Are they in the upper echelon uh, with? The Clippers, with the Lakers, with the Sixers, with even I don't even think they're as good as Denver, as terrible as Denver has looked um to start the season early going. I don't think they're on that level. I don't what about think they them have versus a, Miami. They're probably a little bit better than Miami. Yeah. See, I, I think I'd go Miami over Boston. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They have a better coach. And I'm not not this isn't oh, just an opportunity yeah, to crap on Brad fact. Stevens, but like Eric Spolster's like one of the three or four best coaches in the world. Easily. Right. Yeah. Yep. But not even that, they have a more complete roster. They actually have big men. Like, yeah. you know, they, 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 have, they have an actual roster. Like, the, the Celtics have a crap ton of wings. And I look around, I go, like, and Ennis Cantor and Robert uh, Williams are your, your big men. Like, when you're Fraud. big man, one of your big men has to move next to the practice facility to make it to practice on time. I have serious concerns about depending on him. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> My line has been. Robert Williams needs to play a lot for this team by the time the spring rolls around for them to be good. That's not great. Like, that's not a good thing. Also, Dave, I want to see somebody who can put pressure on the rim, you know, who isn't basically Kemba Walker, right? Like, uh, you know, Tatum's been fine, but he's he's not that guy. And clearly Hayward is, for whatever reason, he's not been that guy either. Well, we know what the reason is. Right, right. um. They don't have anybody that scares a defense. I'm sorry. They don't have a single person out there. Like, they don't have somebody as dominant as Jokic, for instance, right? right? Which, you know, a lot of teams don't. But what I'm saying is when you're talking about the upper crust, you need players as dominant as Jokic and Embiid and LeBron and Davis and Kawhi um, or and Dame Lillard. Like, they don't have anybody yeah. that good. I think they're middle of the pack in the East. Uh, I mean, they've beaten the Knicks twice. Right in, in the first five games. Congratulations! And Welcome barely projects. And, and barely beat. <laughs> and barely beat them. Barely beat them. Like it took a Tatum buzzer beater to beat them one game. But you know, to go on to Waz's point, like when we were working as when I was working at the NBA, we're doing scouting reports. That's exactly that. There are nights where you're going in, going like, "Shit, dude, we got to guard this guy." Like that's where you're just like, "Damn, this is going to be tough. We got to figure out how we're going to defend these guys." Then you go play Boston, and you're just like. Okay, we're good. We can just stay in our regular defense. That's we're fine. It. Like you're That's just like, it. okay, this is, we're just going to work on our defensive philosophy. It's not the same where you're like, okay, we got to contort our defense to how we're going to contain Dame or whatnot. It's just you're just looking at it, going like, all right, well, yeah, we'll be fine. Fraud. All right, last one. The best team in Texas, your Dallas Mavericks. Fraud or foe? Foe in terms of can they make the playoffs? I'm going foe. Could play with anybody. Yeah. I- I think they're there. I think they're they're a team that can make the playoffs. I think they're not going to go far in the playoffs, but I think just right in the backs of Doncic and Porzingis, I think they can make it there. It's, we, as we talked about earlier, we're not sure how many wins it's going to take to get up to that 
playoff uh, to get to that eight or seven seed. And I think they're right there in that mix. Seeing how bad Golden State is and they're out. We're uh, just we're going to see what happens. But I think they're they're a playoff team. I'm full. Uh, I think what Luca's been able to do this year, his timing on offense is so incredible. Like he flashed the step back last year, obviously. But I think what he's doing this year is he's better at picking his spots with that. And he's better at understanding when he has a lane to the basket. Because this change, like people were talking about, oh, he's not explosive, he's not athletic, that's bullshit. His change of pace is crazy. It's like Paul Pierce-like, honestly. His ability to stop and go and understand angles. And then he's finding people at a ridiculous rate. So his playmaking ability, which just opens shit up, right? Like when the defense thinks there's two options to what you can do with the ball, shoot or pass, as opposed to certain people where it's always shoot or Rondo always pass, you know, like that puts pressure on the defense. And he's he's mixing defenses up. They don't know what he's going to do on a given possession. And that makes him dangerous. And to me, you know, he's going to be a dominant player this entire season. So I think the Mavs are, you got to take them serious as a playoff contender. And Chris Stapps looks good early. He really does. He's moving moving really well. It just goes to show that, like, not rushing guys back from ACL tears is probably the right move. (laughs) Right? Like... You hear that, Warriors? Just a wild wild guess. Yeah, just a wild (laughs) guess, but like... We don't need any more tears, Bob. Making making that thing a 16-month layoff, definitely better than the 10-month that that some people, uh, you know, have pushed for and what we've seen, right? Like, he's not having that that year back where he's, like, trying to feel himself out physically. He looks great. And Luca... Hey, Luca has gone to the next level. Could play with anybody. Dude, he's so ridiculous. Yeah, yeah he is. So I think they're a wing. Like, I think that they still, they need a wing, right? Like, yeah, they, I, wish, I wish everybody that, wing, I wish right? that wing they they had wasn't Tim Hardaway, right? Right, right. Like, that's like if the they thing had that's Otto Porter, I would feel a lot better about this team. Um, Tim Hardaway's know. like a... Um, He's like spinning the wheel of fortune, dude. Like, right? I still, I still cannot <laughs> believe. I mean, I guess I can, but that the Knicks went twenty-four million dollars over what his top offer was. Seventy-two million dollars for that. Yeah. Game. You really, you really, you really can't believe the Knicks did that. I mean, that just sounds like a Knicks 24, thing to do. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh, they you know, you know, you're, 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 you're right. You know, you're, you're right. You're right. I'm shocked they didn't go thirty over. Isaiah's <laughs> not still there. Like if it's Isaiah Thomas, bum ass still in the in, yeah. in the front office, I would believe. But doesn't it, but, doesn't, you, but doesn't Dolan still talk to him too? Like isn't he kind of still getting well, a little? Is he advice? still running their WNBA stuff? Like, <laughs> like oh god, talk about problematic. Yeah, <laughs> we're good with him, right? We're just good with him being everywhere. That's fine. All right, um, I'm uh, going. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. I I kind of want to say fraud on the Mavericks just because I still don't trust who that third guy is for them. Right, but I look at it like, you know, they could utilize Seth Curry more. They could utilize, like I really like yep. the impact that that Dorian Finney-Smith is is having for them. Like I don't know if Dwight Powell is that guy. I don't know if I, I don't know if Maxi Kleber is that guy. But I also like I just look at him like it's Rick Carlisle. Like he makes something out of nothing, right? And they have something here already. So I I'll go foe, but I'm still the roster construction still worries me to a certain degree. Yeah, but you know to. Like these teams that are going to be fighting for the last playoff spots, how many of them actually have a third guy? Like I think that's the problem with most of them. But I'm not even talking about like a big three. Well, I'm talking about like where where like the third guy is like maybe Dwight Powell or Seth Curry, right? And that's no shade to that. Like I just don't know that that can be the 
the third guy on a team that's probably gonna have to win 47 games to make the playoffs. Yeah, is that it the same thing with like Phoenix to me? That's the same thing with, uh, well, Sacramento's probably out. Uh, I mean, that, that's the thing for a lot of these teams. One, even two just straight, having that third guy. One, two straight. The Kings are back. Is it possible? Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> that that between Phoenix, Minnesota, and Dallas, you which I Minnesota, you can take Minnesota out of there. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I think those three teams are kind of the ones that'll be like in that eight to ten zone. Dallas yeah. is much better. Maybe New Orleans, right? But and is it possible Phoenix teams. has the best roster? Um, nah. I, I, that, I, they don't look, have a Luca. I mean, look, I guess it depends right up there. But, yeah, I guess it depends on how you feel about DeAndre Ayton in his second year, right? When he comes right. back. Because that will be this, like, it won't, it will be before the second half of the season, but that's basically your second half push is adding right. Ayton to the mix, right? Yeah. Look, uh, if, if Finney Smith is going to keep making corner threes, and obviously we know what Seth is, and, you know, between what Luka can do one-on-one and how he can operate in the pick and roll with Chris Stapps, I just think, like, the framework for an offense that could work against damn near any defense is there. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I, don't, I don't know that I feel that way about uh, the Phoenix Suns as of yet, you know. And, and I get it. We love Ricky Rubio, but, like, come on now. <laughs> Watch your mouth, Watch <laughs> <laughs> your mouth. Uh, so exactly. Also, exactly. also... Also, I'm gonna find you in a Tino and whoop your ass. Watch yeah, you I'm looking. I'm about. looking to see. I'm looking to see where he ends up in the style rankings because I like the fits of Ricky's getting off. So mm. we're gonna see. We're gonna see what kind of xenophobia the style rankings oh, have. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. You want to take all your fashion tips from Europe, but you don't want to credit Europeans. Wow. Well, as I see how Whoa. it is. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah exactly. Jeez, Kevin Love is number two in my rankings. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that we're back. That was back. I got a black hey, friend, that's baby. Zeno. I got a black Hang friend. On. That's Greatness. Wait a second. <laughs> wow. Wait. He's just trying to get some American. That's a guy you respect. Well, no, but he's, he's going to give the Euro white, love. Nah, yeah, he's yeah. white. You're white, you're Euro. You know how yeah, it is. I mean, I think that. Plus, he was just trying Colonizer. to get that banana. <laughs> Banana Republic uh, bump right there. That's what Waz is going for. Uh, here And look, I know some Wolves fans are mad at me because I didn't have him high enough in the power rankings. Like, hey, that's a good start. It is a good start. But look at the wins. They a one-point win over Brooklyn in overtime, right? Uh, which good. So that's a decent win, but that's that's what it was. At Charlotte, garbage team. I don't care that they're, you know, had a couple of wins, like garbage team. Uh, they beat Miami at home without Jimmy Butler. Um, so, like, that's a good win. It's still a very good win, but they followed that up by getting destroyed by the Sixers. They destroyed garbage Wizards team, and then they get destroyed by the Bucks. Right? Like, I just, like, that's not a, that's not a schedule where I look at any of the wins other than the the Miami win. Um, and I'm like, okay, this was this shows me that the Wolves are ready. Now we'll find out because they're at Memphis, home to the Warriors, home to the Nuggets, at Detroit, home to the Spurs, home to the Wizards, home to the Rockets. So like, we'll find out a lot over those next seven games, just how real the the Wolves might be. But I, I'm thinking that like that 38 win prediction that I that I threw out there before the season started that still feels right to me. Yeah, I think you're probably on. Or maybe, or maybe Cat is that good, right? He, I mean, he he'd have to be like MVP level all year. Yeah, oh, both I, mean, I mean, it would have to yeah. be that that He's first been that that first so far. Yeah, that first three games has to be all all season for him, right? Yeah. Which I it might be possible. Like he's he's incredible, but that's He's that's, making fifty two point nine percent, I believe, on eight attempts from three. Yeah, yeah. So far, that's. He's one of the. I mean, he's one of the eight best attempts per game at fifty-two percent. That's low. That's low. That's, 
Boz, that's low because he got kicked out of one of those games in the first right. half. Like, yeah. like that, that would be that would be double digits. Like he's he's one of the he's probably one of the ten eight ten best shooters in the league, just in terms of pure shooting ability. Like it's that the fact shot that sure. at his size he can do it off the dribble, like yeah. take the shots off the dribble. I mean that's just so huge. He's got that step back. And then, you know, obviously teams have to guard him out there and he can put it and, on the floor. Yeah, and his jumper, is, his jumper is fatigue-proof because he doesn't get any lift on it. It's right, it's perfect. Shot. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I'd like to I'd like to see him with, like, a good crew to run with. Oh, you know, what are you talking about, nice. man? Jared Culver, Josh Akogi, <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, Robert Covington. We here, baby. It's uh-huh. 2019 basketball. There are no positions. Switch yeah. everything. Is Wiggins taking the right amount of shots per game to you? Oh, absolutely. His shots are good. His shot chart is good. It's good. Every, everything's at the rim he's in the paint or behind shooter. the point line. Yeah, I mean, he's but yeah. he's but they're correcting how it, how it goes. Like that's yeah. the first step is correcting how it goes. As and he long gets comfort, as he's not like. doing the Jason Tatum, Kobe, nineteen foot step back off the dribble fadeaway, like I'm good, right? If he's diving yeah. to the basket and he's putting pressure on the defense, like. You know, again, he's not finishing at a at a efficient enough clip yet. Right. But the fact that somebody that big, that athletic, is constantly at the rim, that matters, man. Like, you know, again, eventually we'd like to see him get to the line, finish more. But that shit matters when somebody that huge is is getting shots that close to the basket. Yeah, I mean, it's by far the lowest mid range rate of his career. And like it's, by far, it's a dramatic drop in that. So like, that's the first step. Like the three point. And Dave, a lot of these mid ranges are contested off yeah. the bounce. He's got to like, get out. That, those got to go, dude. Yeah. Like, but they, I mean, they're 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 basically gone. Yeah, they're so far. So, you know, like I, I don't. Now, we'll see when he gets when he gets del- when he gets fatigued. You know, in January, we'll see where those shots go. Right. Yeah. The, the fact that he's actually playing to a role is a big improvement for him. And, and, you know, I think you got to give Ryan Saunders a lot of credit for getting him to, to do that, but also to Wiggins himself for actually doing it. You know, it takes time too, though. It's like what Zach was saying. Like it takes a level of, it takes amount of time for him to get comfortable doing this over and over again. Now that they've gotten this shot out of that profile, now it's a matter of like, okay, now I need to find my spots and where, where am I getting the shots from? How am I getting to the line? And when am I attacking and things like that? That's just going to take time. He's he's progressing in the right way this season. So I think we should all just be happy with it. Yeah, and, and the problem is it's just that you you attach what he's doing to the $30 million, right? Which is fair on some uh, level. Yeah, that, and you and I have had this conversation because, like, Chris Paul gets that a lot too, right? Right. Uh, and people are doing it with Otto Porter. And, and listen, you got to just – once those contracts are signed, throw them away. Like, quit thinking about them. We've got to stop talking about Oh, the Timberwolves are trying to find a way to throw that away. <laughs> right, yeah. Contract. Yeah, absolutely. But, but so, much of, so much of the NBA conversation focuses on how much money the guy is making relevant to, to the production and rather than the context of when the contract was signed. Now, with Wiggins, all right, that one, you, you got me. Like, I, I, I have no – there's Dave, no argument Dave, for that contract. Dave, you're 100% right. But right. even me watching, <laughs> uh, watching the Jazz play the Clippers the other night – and Mike Conley Jr., I was just like, oh my lord. Yeah, right. but all these contracts, I mean, but all these contracts, you're paying on the back end for front end production. Right. Uh, so like when the guy the older guys signing these big deals, these four or five year deals, it's all about those first two years of production. And then you know you're overpaying the last three. So like Mike Conley's yeah. on the overpay part of his deal. Well, yeah, that, that's a great point. And I think too, with that, like 
with Wiggins, it's not about justifying $150 million anymore. It's about building trade value. Right. Right. And, and that it's still or a hard he contract turns into a good player. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Or hoping he turns into a good player. Like at least with the shot, at least with the shot distribution so far, I mean, who else is good? Like Robert Covington can't create his own shot, right? right. Like Jeff T doesn't like to shoot. Um, Jared Culver's not there yet. Uh, Josh Akogi's not there yet. So you look at like, who's on that roster. It's like, yeah, you could have cat shoot every single time, but someone else has to have some of those shots. And if they're not completely created by the offense, every time, Wiggins is basically the only other guy that can go get a shot. Maybe Shabazz yeah. Napier, but like now, that, like what a drop off I just said, right? From well, if if they, Shabazz, man, if they had yeah. like a, if they had a Jimmy Butler type, this team could be pretty good. I don't think it would ever. I don't know that the. I don't know if they could ever acquire someone like that. You know, Jimmy's really good. I don't know if they could ever. I don't know. I just don't see how you get him there. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah, just He's tough. tough. Also, the locker room fit would probably be perfect. Oh, he'd whip those yeah. young guys into shape. Was that's what you need? You need that veteran, that hard-nosed veteran presence to whip those young guys into shape. That's what the Wolves need. They could just <laughs> they get a Jimmy that. Butler type. Did they? they had I mean, I look. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call Andre Kirilenko that type of guy, right? <laughs> and that was like six years ago. So I don't. Right. Know. I mean, you need a, you need a guy to teach these young guys how to be a pro. Exactly, and that, and they'll embrace it. They want to be taught. You know how to handle situations in the right way. The way they just you know how to deal with frustration. Butler. Yeah, you know Jimmy's Jimmy's the, the the stalwart. This is who you yeah. this is who you look to as the role yeah. model. Look, for they that tried type it, of they stuff. tried it last year with Dario Sarge. It didn't work, and now they moved on. Dario. You know? I remember when Sixers fans were telling me about how genius the process was because they had Dario Sarge. Yeah. Lord have mercy. How the mighty have fallen. Oh, well, he's an well, incredible he's second or third season. Right well, when, when did the Suns start winning? After they acquired Dario right. Sarge. So there you go. Is love. it Ricky Rubio or is it like now you're showing your Euro bias? Reverse. I mean, I mean, wow. but, but, but Waz, wow. he's, he's this, the last. This is, this is Wazzy Lambre, xenophobia warrior. I'm proud to be an American. Oh, oh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Real quick. uh, This John Collins suspensions. Now we've had three major suspensions, right? Wilson Chandler got popped for 25 games. Uh, We had uh, DeAndre Ayton with 25 uh, for diuretic. And then this one, was it human growth hormone? It's a HGH precursor. So it's like, uh, yeah, GHRP2, which is uh, uh, like a synthetic peptide that uh, increases natural production of growth hormone also did he just like copy off the homework of deandre Ayton's statement or or is that just a form statement these guys have to give at this point because it well, read a lot like the deandre Ayton one it's yeah i think new, it's kind of what you got to do it's the new my twitter account was hacked you my know? body was hacked yeah same idea you know oh i didn't know i was taking it but here's my real thing okay listen if these guys didn't know they were taking it and it's actually what happened are we going to start penalizing the strength coaches, their personal trainers, whoever it is that gave them these supplements. Mm. Like, are we going to start going after those guys? Because if well, they're not subject to the CBA, so no. Well, I mean, if the tra- if if it's if your it, own st- if it's your strength coach within the organization, it right. is something that the NBA has purview over and definitely can come down upon it. Right. But they need to start figuring it out because these are the guys, and then these are the guys that you got to start looking at. And this is how you try to get it out of the game. Um, we, I, nobody believes this. I didn't know I was taking it in yeah. my in um, stuff. Like, come on. It, it happens. 
too many times now. The excuse is overused. I don't buy it. You, you know, know what? You know what? I'd love to hear about this. I'd love to hear about this on Nerd She Wrote. Yeah, Thursday. I'm going to talk about this on Thursday with Mo. Yeah, because it's well, there's a little bit more to it, and and there is such thing as tainted supplements. It's not as common as athletes would want us to believe, but it does happen. Well, yeah, but like, come on. Check that out. Check that out on Thursday on Nurse Road on the Athletic Podcast Network. Subscribe, follow, get notifications. Thanks to Kristen Ledlow for the uh, for the knowledge, for the experience. Check out Ledlow and Parker on their podcast feed. Uh, of course, we've got Hoops Adjacent. We got tampering. We got House of Stress. We got all that good stuff. Subscribe, follow to everything we've got on there. Also, over a half dozen team specific pods from all of our athletic beat writers. Uh, for Dave DeFore, for Wazzy Lambert, for Kristen Ledlow, for Mo Dockill, for Jade Hoy, for Mike Smeltz, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks for subscribing to the Athletic. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect.